Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Welcome to this edition of One Decent Pastor. Oh, wow. Nice. You've been putting some thought into this. I put a little bit of thought into it, yeah. yeah. So, in other words, we're live. <laughs> Here we go. Good morning, everybody. What's, 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 what's yeah. going on, fellas? Good morning. Quiet morning this morning, yeah. I've been running around making decisions in, about cabinets and flooring, so I'm... Yeah, good for you. Yeah. I'm already feeling good, good, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Or do yeah. something. I already feel like I need, I need <laughs> a rest. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a, I don't know, a low-key kind of a day, it feels like. Low-key. Low-key is in like a, low the, key. the Avenger? Or, well, or that. <laughs> that's that's, that's quite, quite different from low-key. <laughs> hot takes? Yeah. <laughs> hot takes on hot cakes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that was good, Chad. That was a good one. Yeah. Well, how, what are we How's everybody? Yeah, what's new? What, we got to talk. We got to get on to something here because yeah. we're floundering. <laughs> some, some days are like that. Yeah. My allergies are just going haywire this morning. So <laughs> that's all I can think about. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything important or clever to talk about. Uh, no, I got nothing. Yeah. I'm, we got a couple. Anything going on this week? That, oh, wait, we're not doing. We can't talk about that anymore, can we? Oh, we can. But sure. I'm batching yeah. it, dude. So, yeah, you're yeah. batching it. Oh, you, did you mean announcement wise? Yeah, I was thinking announcements. Oh, we've been scolded for that in the past. Now we're okay. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Third Thursday. Third Thursday. We yeah. don't know what we're eating. I was told there's cookies here and to stay out of them. That's all I know for sure. So, so we're eating cookies. Yeah. All right. That could be it. Jeff's gonna give his testimony. That's gonna be good. Yeah. So. How's batching it going? Uh, fine so far. I remembered to feed her dog, so that that was kind of the main deal, <laughs> That's a right? Plus. That Good was job. the target that I needed to make sure I hit. Yeah, was feed the dog twice a day. So of course <laughs> she's um, bucket dog. You know she's got esophagus problems, so she has to be, you know, set vertical into a high chair and then left there for thirty minutes, and so that's the ch- that's. That's where she gets forgotten sometimes. <laughs> In case you're wondering, it's as funny as it sounds, too. It's yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. And she got the name Bucket Dog because when we first found out, when we first had her, like, um, all we had was a five-gallon bucket, like, to stick her, like, upright. <laughs> and we'd, so we'd tuck, like, stick her in there. It's a wiener dog. And then tuck towels around her to, like, keep her situated. <laughs> and then, like, people would come in, and then someone gave her the name Bucket Dog. And so – and then later we found, like, a, a little – we had, like, a custom high chair made for her. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, it almost looks like we're just spoiling her. Like, if someone doesn't know that there's a condition <laughs> and they walk in, they're like, okay, you guys are crazy with your animals. They set her at the head of the table when they have family dinners and stuff. Yeah. And she sits in her yeah. throne. No, it's a throne. <laughs> it's, it's like punkin on her throne. And uh, it's a weird deal. That's so anyway. Awesome. I haven't killed the dog or neglected the dog, and uh, yeah. Look so. at you go. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So everything, everything's good. I'm doing good, man. Good. I mean, alone. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Batching it's cool for like a day. Yeah. And then after that, it's like you're just ready for people to be back home. Yeah. 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 The bed was, you know, too big. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got a police song stuck. That's in my what head. it was. <laughs> it's, it's the police, dude. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't sleep well. When my wife's not, <laughs> when I go away or she goes away or right. whatever. So, yeah. 
Uh, Jeff Woodruff, I think, because it's St. Patty's Day week, says top of the morning to you. Ah, so, top of the morning. Thank top you, morning, laddie. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> what the Lucky Charms guy used to say on the commercial. Magically, magically delicious. delicious. Magically delicious. But you got to say it with that. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I don't, uh, I do you guys all know this the, the story of St. Patrick? Not really. I mean, Any sort of. Like, oh. I, I, apparently the dude was like a, a crazy, crazy church planner, dude. Like evangelist you know snake charmer no brent <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i guess he came from i, I think he was in england i'm gonna get the story wrong because i'm i'm not an expert on it but i but i heard it a week ago and it, it was rad because he was like in england for a while for something i think he was in germany for something he ended up going back to you know he was an irish dude that ended up going back and planting churches and like sharing the gospel and like it was kind of a big deal like his presence in ireland for the church so thanks so yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't just a guy that drank green beer? I don't think so. <laughs> huh. Purple meat. Purple meat and green beer. <laughs> Corn and beef and cabbage. Yeah. It's magically delicious. See, you can you see that one. You got, you got you the accent pretty good, down. Right? That's yep. pretty good. I think he sits at home sometimes and practice, practices yeah. like accents. I practice in the bathroom here. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't do that. We went, a couple of years ago, we went to Boston. And the whole time I was in Boston, at least in my head, my inner, do- my inner dialogue was all in Bostonian accent. I didn't speak it out loud, but in my head, every, everything was Bostonian. So, <laughs> yeah. for whatever that's worth. See, maybe you could have talked like that in Boston yeah. too, and it would have gone over okay. Probably yeah. could have gotten away with it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We're actually going to Ireland soon, so it's going to be. Cool. By the, when I, by the time I get back, I'll just have the full accent. You're going to be fully immersed. Yeah, You're I'll be full of corn probably beef take and me a, take me a couple of years to talk normal again. Just because all <laughs> no, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. In, anywho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Go Chad, go. Yeah. We're, we're getting into a topic today um, called uh, He Gets Us? Question mark. It's so original. Yeah. We're, we're not great with our titles around here, but uh, we're trying to be better. Anyway, um, this wasn't really a question for the podcast necessarily, but uh, but somebody did ask me a few weeks ago at church or a month ago. Matter of fact, I think it was on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, you know, just, hey, what do you think about these He Gets Us ads? And I hadn't really looked into them all that much at the time, and so I didn't really have much of an answer uh, about it, but I thought it might be worth talking about. Today. Give a shout-out to Victorino for... Yeah, thanks, for Brandon, the, for prompting the question. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, what, what, do you, what, do you guys, what do you guys know about He Gets Us, the campaign? What, what is it? I actually didn't know a whole lot about it other than well, you you know, hearing right? the, the scuttlebutt, but uh, uh, the campaign's website says he gets us as a movement to reinduce reintroduce <laughs> sorry reintroduce whoa whoa whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah reintroduce right there yeah. talk about that reintroduce people to the Jesus of the Bible and his confounding love and forgiveness uh, we believe the words example and life have relevance in our lives today and offer hope for a better future that was from the website yeah. so the thing is, you definitely have to dig into the website to try to figure out what it's about because right. if you just watch the ads and I've seen maybe 10 different ones, like variations, you have no idea what it's about. Like, you, you, I do as a Christian. I know what they're saying, but, sure. like, you know nothing about them or why they're doing it or what their goal is. or Like, it's just it's so vague right. that you have to actually go figure it out. So Yeah, I think it's clear they're trying to, to kind of put Jesus front and center in the culture mm-hmm. in, in, in a proper light, I think, is their, their motive. But Yeah, to, to make him almost a brand even – like is what it sounds like kind of brand yeah. Jesus or give him a brand or make him a brand in culture and society. Sure. Yeah. Or rebrand him. I, I think is that, actually, yeah, that might be reintroduce. 
which would be to rebrand. <laughs> I said it right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? Why would they need to do that, Britt? Or well, yeah. I don't want to jump ahead. Oh. <laughs> but we could. No. Yeah. No. Let's. Well, I jump mean, ahead. you know, there is a there's a sense in which I don't want to say Jesus. You know, like we need to do damage control on Jesus, but on the way that his people have represented him. Um, there's there's a lot of messed up ideas people have about what a Christian is and who who the Christ is mm-hmm. because sure. of what we do, um, you know, as his followers or even people that claim to be his followers and you know the, the the people under that banner of Christianity, I mean, there's some there's some weirdos and um, yeah. some messed up stuff well, that's, that's under that. Yeah, some but of it's not even. You genuine. believe they're going both ways with it though, right? So you've got you've got kind of the weirdos and the the ones that you know um, are just odd that representations of Christians, but then you have the conservative church too, which, which I think they actually hint to in their website a little bit. Like they actually want to rebrand from what the conservative church has done too, with all the, I don't want to say exclusivity. I think these guys are fairly exclusive with, with Christ, but just the, the staunch fundamental, you know, the hypocritical side of it where people look at the church and it's like, you guys think that you're all that and more, you act like you're all that and more and you're not. Um, and so a lot, a lot of it, I think, is to rebrand from both extremes of Christianity. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I would agree right. with that. Any, any misrepresentation of yeah. Jesus. And, and I would say some of it's deserved, and, and then maybe— Sure, we've know, earned some of it. <laughs> yeah, we've earned some of it. But some of it, you know, you, you try to think, do we need to try to put, you know, Jesus in a, in a positive light? Is that really, yeah. you know, or do we just kind of accept how he's chosen to reveal himself and who he really is and— Leave it at that. So it's kind of interesting. I don't know if you guys saw this headline uh, this week, but uh, uh, the actor uh, Rain Wilson from the play White uh, from I did the see Office, it. yeah, I didn't is, is bagging on Hollywood for always yep. portraying Christians in a poor light in movies. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, and he's not even a Christian himself. I think it he's, was pretty he's, rad. Uh, Baha'i, which my, I don't even know yeah. anything about the Baha'i. I like him faith. even more now. My man, yeah. Dwight. Um, Go Dwight. Yeah. yeah, but he's like, why, why can't we ever portray Christians as like kind and loving and normal people? Why do well, in, in fairness, you know, Christians and... Christians can't even do that for themselves. Right, right. So <laughs> I wish Christians would just do that for each <laughs> <Yeah>. other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. it's just interesting. On... I don't know his if he's conservative or liberal or don't know much about him as a person, but it's just interesting that you know that he would say that. Yeah, that's cool. I know that he likes the snowcap and sisters. Yeah, and called it one of the best burger joints. In well, that's that tells so, you something about more. Him. So there's several reasons <laughs> to like Dwight. Right. And he likes beats. That's so. not oh, a reason. Right. Yeah. Beats, yep. Bears, Battlestar Galactica. That's right. Is that what Thank it you. is? <laughs> yeah. No, I, and, and what I was kind of laughing about as far as the, there's a guy I follow on Twitter. And I like some of the things he posts, but he's, he's more of a, I mean, he's a Christian, but definitely on the liberal end of Christianity. But all he does all day long is, is um, point out what's wrong. And, and discourage and disunify. And I, I, I just want to, and he always says, you know, do you, you know, if you're, if this, I don't know, it drives me crazy. I want to just say, hey, do you ever want to say anything encouraging or anything right. that's unifying? And so yeah. um, I think this is part of what this campaign is trying to do sure. is, is, yeah. is, you know, they're, they're staying kind of in the middle of, of things and trying to unify, which I think is good. But they're hardly saying anything, which we're probably going yeah. we'll to probably get into. We'll probably get into it, but yeah, I agree. I also pulled from their website. Uh, it says that he gets us as a diverse group of Jesus followers with a wide variety of faith journeys and lived experiences. Our work represents input from Christians who believe that Jesus is the Son of God, as well as many others who, though not Christians, share a deep admiration for the man that Jesus was, and we are deeply inspired and curious to explore his story. We look at the biography of Jesus through a modern lens to find new relevance and often overlooked moments and themes from his life, 
if you'd like to join us, you're invited. Hmm. So I just I just found it interesting that they're getting input about uh, who Jesus is from people who are not Christians. Yeah, it's odd. Yeah, <laughs> that well, could be part of the branding, you know, thing, right? Is just sure. I don't know. You can just call it smart mar- marketing, like know your audience type of deal. Right. Read the room, type of thing. Maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, that, you could take that several ways. Right. And they're all kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> and and a, a diverse group of Jesus followers, like what's the diversity in it? You know, I don't, I don't know uh, what the diversity is, but that, that could be good or bad. So there's too. a weird thing I can't even pronounce. What's the, what's the name of the document that John Stott put out? Uh, the it's Lausanne. Yeah, That's it. Uh, Lausanne. Creed or statement or something. So somewhere on their yeah, website, covenant. they talked about basically everyone who partners with them or whatever right. in some way, like adheres to that document. Yeah. Right. John Stott's rad. You know, we like him. It, it's a current modern document though. It's not like super orthodox, but um, then I saw that it even goes, extends into like Catholic churches and stuff like that. Yeah. Like there's people. So like how, how wide that goes, you know, with who's the inner circle here is really difficult to know. Right. It's a, I mean, it, it is a good covenant. I mean, it's written, yeah. it's written well. There's not much in there we would disagree with, Yeah. but it's, it's pretty broad. Like you said, it, it, it doesn't, you know, get, it doesn't get down to the nitty gritty of like some of the orthodoxy that we, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I think that it was probably written in Lausanne, Switzerland. I think that's why, that's where the name came okay. from is where, where it was developed. That's correct. Yeah. Fact. All right. That's gonna be, <laughs> check that. <laughs> um, one of the other big questions behind uh, this campaign is, is who's funding it? Like, where's the money coming from? Well, like there's a lot of money being funneled through this campaign, but where is it coming from? And, other than like the Hobby Lobby guy getting on CNN saying they've contributed to it, we don't really know much about where the funding is coming from. I think I the Evangelical matters. Association was one of them. There was a couple of them that were listed. Um, I forget what the first one was, um, but, but I mean, we're talking. I think there's over a billion dollars that they have. Yeah, yeah, it's quite so, a bit of money. I think a lot they of money. purposefully not tried to show their donor list because sure. the minute you do that, you you know, you're inviting kind of attacks from right. But one of the big questions, though, um, is like, is, is that a wise use of, of money to do this? That is the um, question, isn't it? Because it is a lot of money. And when you think about, like, you know, what, what else could you do, you know, with a billion dollars? You know, you could feed people. You could clothe people. You know, you, you could do all kinds of things with a billion dollars. Uh, and they're spending money on ad, ad campaigns. That are, again, vague. Right. I think that may be the bigger problem. I think the, the money would be a question anyway, but I think like what the, the content that you're actually including with that money would maybe help a little bit if it was more direct. Um, so that's where I think it's it's a little bit weird. Yeah. Like I watched one like, you know, Jesus is, um, what is it, like a, like a rebel. That was one of the commercials that came out. And it, it just like, it's just showing pictures and kind of reenactments of, you know, like gangsters in the hood, you know what I mean? Like calling other gangsters and jumping fences and one dude's just got the the throat tat you know he's just stinking just just inked across his throat and like and it's just like there's i don't know it's weird yeah <laughs> like jesus was just a, a hoodie you know just running around with, with 12 dudes in the hood you know trespassing you know it's odd yeah and that's one of the criticisms that um, that people bring about it is that it is vague Mm-hmm. about who Jesus is. Like they're portraying the love of Jesus, or at least that's their, one of their stated goals, um, but they're not portraying Jesus as God. And so... I would even of, say they're per, 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 they're portraying the lamb and not the lion as well. Yeah, there which, you go. Yeah, both of those things. Yeah. yeah. What, why, why is that problematic? 
it doesn't start there. At, at least true conversion doesn't start there. Like I was, I was thinking about this this morning. Like it, it, it only matters really like the humanity of Christ. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Like Jesus can use any of that, and it, it all matters. But like the humanity of Him identifying with me only really has value and weight once I'm inside. <laughs> Like, I, I, don't, I don't think that's a good lead point. I think we know right now sure. that, that we don't get him. Like, we, like, like we don't have him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and why? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're not like him. Um, and so it, it's kind of a weird, to me, it's kind of backdoorish even to start there. It appeals to yeah. the flesh, which is what they're trying to do. It appeals to our humanity, but I, I don't know if, if the gospel is best served that way sure without the deity the humanity doesn't matter well without the problem right like 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 we don't like we don't have him because we don't get him yeah like let's talk about that for a minute you know what i mean let's talk about the dilemma you know do you think something like this though i mean i I agree with everything you're saying but do you think something like this prompts people to consider and think about it or do you think that maybe it falls short of, of the goal of trying to draw people to christ so this is the challenge because um, the, the the articles are so vague that you're forced to encouraged to go to the website to get more information. And I was watching one dude yesterday that was talking about this, that when they got to the website, there's like a you know a search engine there for keywords. Yeah. So words like repentance, or sin, or hell. Like he searches on the site and they're not even there. Atonement, you know, <laughs> like yeah. like so you're hoping that all this is going to to be spelled out once you get there. Uh, but it seems like it's it's not. I think so. their their plan is that they'll connect you with either a prayer partner, a church. Uh, well, right. not necessarily church. Well, they do. They have a button on oh, their website yeah, you, that you says can "Sign up." Yes, okay. church. To okay, they'll I, direct you. I, I read something that they said that they would. You, they, that was they would hope that maybe that would work. But anyway, and then or there's this group called Alpha. It's a it's a website where you can go and have discussions. But it's an ecumenical yes. um, group, so you might have a discussion with a Christian or I don't know who you. I mean, I assume there are people that believe in God. Um, no, but yeah. but it's kind of vague. So um, I think their goal is kind of a pre-evangelistic. You know, they're not. This isn't evangelism. It's pre-evangelism. I read that in that article you sent, where they're just trying to get people to maybe put a foot in the door consider. and consider something. But the the problem is that it's again. I I feel like it's a damage control campaign where they're like, how can we make Jesus appealing to people without being completely you know, honest about what, you know, what, what the dilemma is and what the answer is and and any of that stuff. So it's like, Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll give Jesus a try. I'll, I'll investigate a little bit. And then, you know, hopefully they ask the right questions and talk to the right people, but, but it is super, super vague. Yeah. But, but I, I will answer your question. Yes. I do believe God can even use something like this. Sure. To bring people to him. Like he, he can use anything. Sure, God, God can use anything. Sure. I think we always, you know, would strive to want to try to do the best thing that we can mm-hmm. yeah. in evangelism and allocate our resources in the best ways possible. Yeah. And so we look at something like this, and immediately we have questions about, you know, is this the best thing to do? Is it the best use of money? You know, those kinds of things. And it's kind of easy to sit here and armchair quarterback you For know, sure. something like this when we don't have a billion dollars to deploy, For sure. yeah. you know, in some way. But I think these are fair questions because, yeah. um, you know, that, that, that's a lot of money that you know, could be used possibly in other ways. Yes. Yeah, where, where the gospel could be more directly um, prescribed or talked right. about, right? Right. With, with people actually interacting with nonbelievers in culture, whether it be with, with food or homeless or, right. or whatever, instead of just kind of this vague. But the, 
the complaint that I've heard is that you could be feeding people with this money. You could be helping the poor. You could be. That's what and, I mean. And it's like, well, I get that. But evangelism yeah. is our top priority as Christians. So yeah, if right. we're actually using that money to make sure people hear uh, about the gospel, that's a good use of money. Right. And it's not like God is short on cash. I mean, he, right. he can he, he can provide whatever he needs for this. And the other thing I guess I would say is that the people, the donors um, had the money and donated to it this specific reason. You know, that's what sure. they. So, you know, if they would have said, hey, we want to feed the poor those same people may not have, you know, they may not have a billion dollars at that point. So right. I don't know. I, I don't trip out on that. A whole yeah, no, lot. that's a fair point. Yeah. <clears throat> One of the things I pulled from their website um, about their goal is that it says that he gets us simply invites all to consider the story of a man who created a radical love movement that continues to impact the world thousands of years later. And I think sometimes in the church and even in the world, like we talk about, you know, love and People generally can look at Jesus and say, okay, he was a loving guy and did good things and and all of that, but but we kind of miss the mark on what this radical love is. Um, you know, the world has a definition of love that's different than the Christian definition of love. How, how, how do we, how do campaigns like this maybe miss the mark on the definition of radical love? I would say it goes back to what David brought up a minute ago, and that if, if you're not going to talk about the problem that mankind has, um, then then just to, to say that Jesus was just kind of like a peace-loving hippie that, that came and just did good deeds for people and loved people. And, um, you know, he came on a mission, a rescue mission, right. to save sinners um, who were hell-bound. And that's, that's where the love really um, magnifies itself. Yeah. But if you leave that out and it's just, you know, like Buddha or, not, yeah. or Gandhi or something like that. Gandhi is what I'm going for, sorry. I don't know what Buddha, he was just a chubby fella. Uh, but Gandhi, I mean, if, if that's what you're looking at, then I, I don't know. It's it's cool. It's inspiring. Yeah. Um, but it totally misses the point. Right. That's kind of what I meant by backdoor yeah. earlier. Like this is kind of a backdoor thing that the speaking to our humanity and for that to be the carrot is kind of like, well, well, that's neat. But it but it it does lack the, the punch yeah. of w- what actually makes him amazing which is that he came to, sin- to save sinners. Right. He came to die in our place. So, um, but, but again, it, that, that it appeals to our humanity, curiosity-wise, that like, oh, he, he relates to me. He right. identifies with me. Oh, we get each other on this level. We get each other on this level. Well, you can, you can walk around and find another human being who gets you on sure. levels, right? What's the thing that sets them apart? You know, the, the, re- the redemptive act, right. you know? So, I think of Paul talking about you know, that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those of us who are being saved, it's the power of God. Yeah. And, and you know, these kinds of campaigns, like the message of the cross, isn't there. Correct. Um, and, and, and I think sometimes we just we miss out on the simplicity of the power of the message of the cross. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesus doesn't need a PR campaign. No. Uh, he doesn't need damage control. We right. have a message of the cross, and the power is in that message, not in Jesus' image. Right. And I, and I guess that's another one of the challenges we already kind of talked about this, is it's, it's very... It, it, it has very social justice tones. So like even though we've already talked about the other side of that, we're like, oh, they could have taken that money and fed people. Well, that's just social justice. Right. I, I feel like you could at least have better conversations that aren't vague if you're feeding somebody and you're putting yourself in front of them. You sure. know? But just looking at the themes of their, their different commercials, um, it's, you know, Jesus was wrongly judged too is one of them. Uh, Jesus was a refugee too. He, he gets what... It, what it's like to be a refugee. Uh, Jesus had anxiety too. He was mistreated too. He was alone too. And again, these all appeal to our humanity, but they're they're almost more of a social justice sure. plane 
that they're all on. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they don't they don't get to the real the really deal the real deal. Yep. They're kind of the superficial <laughs> the really dealy. Really dealy. There was a they have free swag. You can go on their website and get a free hat, a sticker, or a shirt. And and the shirts were basically those a couple of those. And then it was uh, one is hate is loud. Jesus love loved louder. I'm sorry. And then the other one was Jesus didn't want us to act like adults. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What so Jesus was, was childlike or something. It was like a childlike type. Yeah. One, one of the themes, and that was a weird one. I didn't quite understand, but yeah, no. it's it's. Would would you wear those t-shirts? I did not. Uh, <laughs> I did not. They're free, and I didn't. I didn't get one, Chad. So okay. no, no, it's weird. But I know they're tr- they're meant to be conversation starters, yes. and so I applaud what they're trying to do. They're trying to, to to put Jesus front and center in society and get people to consider who he was and what he did. And, and I think God's love is something that we do. You know, we we often maybe miss opportunities by leading with, with that love instead of, you know, Christians aren't always known to be the most charitable, loving people. Right. And Jesus was extremely loving and yep. charitable. And so, you know, highlighting that aspect is good, but only highlighting that aspect isn't yep. probably helpful. Right. Yeah, I'm good with Christians thinking outside the box. You yeah. know what I mean? Like not like even being unconventional with, um, you know, how they approach the non-believer and try to get the gospel sure. out. That's fine. I, I think where this one gets weird is the amount of money that we've seen go into something so vague. Right. It's kind of like, uh, I know not everyone thinks that's a big deal, but it, it kind of it is like when you're, when you're forking. But at the same time, it's America. People are allowed to do what they want with their money. <laughs> you know what I <laughs> right. mean? Like if these people, Amen. like you said, this is America. Um, if these people knew where their money was going to go, and what was going to come out of it, and they agreed to do it. They have every right to do that. Sure. So, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, we've got you know headlines I've seen recently too that people are supporting you know after school Satan clubs. Mm-hmm. Which I, like I'm just shocked that that's even a thing. But so you know, I'd rather people put money towards something like this sure. than you know right. an after school Satan club. Sure. Um, well, what are some good things? I mean, we kind of talked about some good things about this, but like how maybe I'll ask how how can Christians capitalize on this? Uh, this campaign being out there, what are some ways that we, as the people that don't have a billion dollars that are putting into these ads, maybe capitalize on the fact that they're out there? Hmm. How can we start conversations with people? How can we? That's a bad question, Chad. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know. What do but, I do with that? By like yeah. sending them a video and say, hey, watch this and let's talk about it type of thing or something. I don't know. I probably would never. Yeah, what, yeah. what do you think if he gets us? <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't think I would ever. I don't know. You're saying directly like, how just, can we yeah. utilize this? Yeah, can we utilize it? And if so, you know, what would that look like? I mean, the interesting thing was that they, they when they judged the Super Bowl commercials and what people liked and didn't like, yeah. people were favorable to this. It was uh, some people had those, in, you know, one of those in their top ten or something, as far as like the, you know. So it did get people watching and and looking. And I suppose if it if it opens up a conversation, you know, again, I think that there's times people have the wrong idea about Christianity, yeah. and maybe this would be something that would okay. Well, maybe I will you know, hear you out now, but you know, if it can go, if it can start that conversation, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, and even maybe, and I'm just kind of, you know, think on the fly here, the, this question wasn't on the list. So, yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah, it wasn't. maybe even well, obvious. capitalizing on the opportunity to, to expand a person's view of who Jesus is. Sure. Um, you know, as Christians, yeah. you know, we can take something like that. So, okay, here's kind of this narrow view of who Jesus is and it's intentionally narrow um, on the part of the campaign, but you know, maybe that'll afford us an opportunity to say, well, let me tell you a little more about who Jesus is and why he did these things. And, yeah. uh, you know, just, just conversation starters. Again, God can, God can use any of this, like whether we, you know, think it has value or not, or should have been done better or not. Like, like God can use any of it. Yeah. I really don't think though that 
that your average person, um, almost everyone we've talked about this before, believes that Jesus was a real historical figure. Like you very rarely meet someone who sure. thinks he's a myth. Um, and, and most of those people, no matter what they believe or don't believe or what their background is, how are favorable towards who he was as a human, right? right? It's the deity that they have a sure. problem with. And his followers. Yeah. <laughs> and his followers. <laughs> God save me from your people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, so, so again, I, I don't know, like, again, conversations could come from this, but I, I don't think this is hitting like the greatest target because most people already consider his humanity and think pretty favorably about it. Sure. Whether he was a good teacher or a good buddy or a good whatever, like people will look back and refer to the, the person of Jesus as like a good human being. Right. So I, I don't know. And obviously maybe, there was, maybe, there was some hype around the Super Bowl, right. but kind of beyond the Super Bowl, like I, I didn't really pay attention to this all that much except because of the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe the moment has kind of passed for now. I don't know. I mean, I know they have plans. They have, they have plans to continue on, you know, trying to get more ads out there and, and do more of this yeah. and create more content. But, but I, I just, I would love to see their website. One of the things I really like, I'll say about it is that it's, you know, they, they're apolitical. They don't, they don't really take a side in, in that um, realm. And I think that's wise. Um, but that was part, that was part of the complaints. Sure. From, from the unbelievers about the ads is some of the people connected do take sides and yeah. come from certain political but persuasions. Generally, so if you, if you have a campaign that both sides yeah. hate, uh, yeah, <laughs> they might sure. be doing something right, right. when it comes and to... And this is drunk to, criticism from both the right and the left. Yeah. Sure. When it comes to evangelism, that to me, it's like, okay, that might, they might be onto something here because, yeah. you know, both both sides are, yeah. you know, possibly going to hear something. Um, and also, well, who knows? But but the thing I don't like about it is if, if you go to their website and you don't see a clear link to the gospel you know, to the, to the message that saves you. It's like, well, you guys sure. are missing a huge opportunity here. You know, somebody invests, they want to learn more, they go yep. there and they don't get the goods. Yeah. So, well, so vague and vague. Yeah. Yeah. And vague. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, there's, there's a point where it's like, when, when are we going to like capitalize yeah. on this? When are you going to actually show them, you know, pull the curtain back? Yeah. You know, and that's, again, they're missing a huge opportunity there. And, yes. I, and that's where it becomes disingenuous a little bit as far as, a little bit. you know, tell them the message, you know? Yep. Yeah. This yeah, is don't keep this them in is, the dark. If you're going to spend that kind of money, I mean, give, give, get to that, please. Yeah. That's important. For sure. Part of what they talk about on their website, and I'm trying to find where I wrote it down, and I don't see it. But they talk about, you know, Jesus uh, as an example. Uh, to be inspired by his example is what they say. And, <laughs> you know, sure, Jesus is an example for us, but, but if all he is is an example, um, that's just a bar that none of us can clear. Yeah, you're we, still we can't live up to the example of Jesus. So, so we were just talking about this a little bit last night. Like everyone's super excited, conservatives, I guess I should say, about Jordan Peterson. Like there's been this like awakening in this guy where he's talking about the Bible a lot now, and he's talking about God a lot now, and he's talking about Jesus a lot now, and everyone's like, yes, you know, because everyone likes this guy and they yeah. think he's so smart, and, and he is, he's brilliant. But he seems to be coming around to our team. And I've watched so many recent um, – like conversations of him on on YouTube with people talking about the gospel, and it's not the gospel. It's that Jesus, he'll say it. Jesus was an example. Yeah, and and it will do humanity good to follow his example as best we can. That that's what it, he doesn't get atonement. He doesn't get redemption. He doesn't get Im- imputation. Um, there's there's nothing about the fact that that we are unable to reach the bar, and that's why Jesus came. Everything's about Jesus is a good example. And so it's again he he doesn't get it. It's completely missed. Yep. And it's a and it's a it's not a gospel at all. 
right? Well, I mean, that, to him it seems to be, but if it's that's all you leave people all. with, now you've just left you know them with the the message of try to be a better person, right? And and hopefully you know that works out for you, and it won't, and that's the that's the bummer of this. But he it's really like, believes it well, yeah, and most he, he people. Does really believe it well. Well, and when you see Christians co-opting a guy like this and trying yep. to say, you know, now he's on our team, um, and as though, I mean, it is, it's, it's exciting that he's, he's I think searching. God's doing something. Yeah, right? I do too. Yeah. And that, that is exciting, but, yeah. um, it just kind of shows you what we're really, you know, For the sure. target we're aiming at is moralism more than it is, For sure. um, you know, gospel expansion or, or, you know, and the world doesn't need any more of that, I guess is my point. And right. I think that's what you're saying too, yeah. is we, we just don't need any more of that. We already have our fill of try harder, be better. Right. And everything's going to be good in the end. Yeah. And, and it's just not true. No, we just don't it, need it. Humanity would do well to follow the example of Jesus more, but that message doesn't save us. No, it makes for it, a better, it, it, so, it, it makes it, for a better society, but not for a better eternity yeah, right. in most, exactly. in most instances. A happier that's, neighborhood. Yeah. 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 But if they're, if they're not, if they're not going to end up in heaven, you know, what, what are we doing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, it, so, this, so that's one of the criticisms of just, you know, focusing maybe too much on, on Jesus, humanity and not, on his deity uh, at all, but they've admittedly, you know, kind of taken this narrow path of like, this is just going to be our focus and what we want to intrigue people with and pique their curiosity with. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as we've talked about, like they get criticism both from the right uh, and and from the left. And so that, that might mean that they're pushing the right button somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if they're kind of ruffling feathers. The church is always going to complain, you know, I mean, right. to, to be fair on the other no. side of it, like the church is always saying, why can't we have more Jesus in our culture? Why can't we have more Jesus on our televisions? Right. And then yeah. they get it, you know, in, in a way they get it, you know, and then we, we put holes in it, you know, we shoot at it immediately, you right. know, after getting what we want. At, at least I didn't have a lot of pros for this, but that was one of the pros I wrote down was at least they're doing something. Right. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> yeah. you know, and then, and then, yeah, the church uh, in large part will stand up and, and go, oh, that's something ain't what sure. I wanted, you know, <laughs> well, it's something, you know, I don't yeah. know. I, I kind of find this whole idea of, marketing Jesus kind of weird. It yeah. is. Uh, and and it even is. even churches marketing. Yeah. You know, I remember one time. Even churches uh, marketing themselves. Is that what you you mean? Yeah. 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 That's bo- that's bothersome. I mean, Let's talk about that. Basically, no. <laughs> church marketing says basically is like, here's why our church is better than every other church yep. out there, right? Yep. That's just a weird concept to me. You're seeing it right now with Easter coming up, right? Yeah. So I'm already seeing on, on Facebook these people getting out and putting their promotional videos out for why you should go to their church. And they're and none of them are saying like if you already have a church, cool. Right. Like this ain't, this ain't for you. They're they they don't care who comes. They want everybody to come to their church. Yeah. They're going to have the best Easter service. It's sickening, man. It is. It is sickening. Yeah, we miss the mark, uh, you know, on that. And I think people are, you know, the, their intentions are good, right? They want to fill the seats and bring people in to hear a message. It's just weird that you know the church and Jesus need to have PR campaigns. I mean, some of that goes to your theology. Uh, you know, if you're if you're uh, if you're big on the sovereignty of God, um, you know, we, we kind of trust that He's going to work those things out. Right. But but for those that don't, you know, have a high view of the sovereignty of God, I, I guess it makes sense. Sure. And I don't know. I'm trying to give him a break. <laughs> Still, <bugging laughs> I'm trying me. to be nice. Brett. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> and we're it's, probably too far the other way. Like yeah. we've always like laid in the shadows and been like, sure. we're not going to do any of this. And so we don't. <laughs> and so people that live down the street for the last 10 years have been like, oh, that's a church. Yeah, you know, it's like, we're here. oh, you should have known that 10 years ago. You know, <laughs> it's our fault. You know, so. Yeah. So here's another question that, that's not on the list, but I think is relevant to, to the conversation. So what, what is Jesus plan for, for growing the church if it's not PR campaigns? I mean, evangelism would be, you know. 
the the, the simple answer, I think, and yeah. that's just you know the proclamation of of the gospel. You know, his people living it's on us. mission. It's yeah. us. It's us. Yeah. And I mean, people would say it's us by doing this too. We're just util- utilizing another sure. avenue of of us making this decision and making I mean, this I, thing happen. But yeah, I think we like this idea better. You had one of the questions. You know, we we prefer this idea of this. You know, how can we do this with the least amount of impact on me? Um, you know, to where I don't really have to go out and interface somebody, but we can still get the message out. And that's why campaigns like this, I think, are appealing. Sure. Because you feel like you're doing something, but you're not actually doing something. So it's kind of like, you know, praying for the missionary or maybe putting some money in for the missionaries. That's exactly I've what I've done is. my thing, but right. I, don't have to, I don't have to engage. And I don't think that's what we're called to as Christians, obviously. Sure. So. Yeah, we, we, feel, we feel like we're participating in what we know God has put us here to participate in um, by giving money to these things right. that are doing this thing for us. Right. So we, we do. We love overseas yeah. missionaries in churches because we can give to that mission fund. Check a box. going to this person yeah. that we know is sharing the gospel and feel like we're walking in that thing. Right. And we're not. <laughs> I knew a guy years ago who every year would come up and hand me a crisp $100 bill. Like, mm. we even put it in an envelope. Just, here's a $100 bill to go in the mission fund. So, and he would say, so I don't have to go. <laughs> It, free, it was worth a hundred bucks for him. To not have he to checked go. his box and yeah. he's like, uh, "Guilt free for I will a year." Pay exactly. To not share the gospel <laughs> yeah. with somebody, I'll pay a hundred bucks to not hop yes. on a plane and go to a foreign country. Well, one of my least favorite <laughs> John Piper quotes is that you know there are three kinds of Christians: those yeah. who go, those who send, and the disobedient. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like a hitch right between the eyes, but yeah. it's. Uh, I like Spurgeon's. There's, you're, you're either a missionary <laughs> or an imposter. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like okay, I, Christians don't think that way. It's like nope. let's pay somebody else to do the dirty work. Yep. And yep. this is why a campaign like this, I think, is people love to get behind them because you check a box and you walk away feeling with, you know, guilt-free, guilt, you know, no guilt. Yeah. And that's appealing. But, yeah. But it doesn't satisfy the Great Commission that Jesus left us with. Yeah. So. so one of the questions I had, and I think we've already answered this, but, you know, is this a valid way to evangelize? But maybe a kind of a follow-up question is like, what, what, what are some valid ways of evangelism since we're talking about it? What, what does evangelism look like? In the church, what does evangelism look like for the individual well, Christian? I think first and foremost, evangelism, valid evangelism, is when the gospel's actually shared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I and say. I think that this is this is kind of what our discussion's been about today regarding he's for it, like, is it even there? And when you go through the first door to the second door, to door number two, like, is it even there? <laughs> valid evangelism right. is not just when you use the word God in a conversation sure. or the word blessed <laughs> yeah. or I'll pray for you. It is when you, you know. share the gospel and the gospel is that, that Jesus lived and died, you know, was crucified, died for our sins, rose on the third day in accordance with script. Like it, it's simple, but it, it is a thing. It's a definite thing. So, um, yeah, I would argue these guys aren't evangelizing. No, sure. Um, pre-evangelism, yeah, you said pre-evangelism, maybe. Earlier. I mean, that's a, that's generous, I think, to say that, and maybe accurate. Yeah. Prep, uh, prep they, work. They're hoping to get somebody <laughs> yeah. pe- pique their interest. It's not kind of like when people invite somebody to church; they haven't evangelized that person, but they're hoping that by by inviting them to come, right. maybe they'll hear something. Maybe God will do something, and, and that's a good thing to do. So you're prepping. You know? It's prep work. But just make sure yeah. you don't you understand what it is. It's not it's not evangelism. Um, evangelism is when you actually. Proclaim the key in on what their problem is, who Jesus is, how he's going to fix it for you by faith. And, you know, if we don't, if we don't do that, we're not evangelizing. Sure. So, who, so. whose job is it to evangelize? Yeah, I think we just answered that yeah. a second ago. Yeah, no, we did. Everybody except for people with a $100 bill. Yeah. 
the yeah. Christian. So it's every Christian's job. Yeah. To the evangel- actually, the evangelists, those who are gifted by, with the gift of evangelism is what I want to answer. <laughs> uh, God's made them, you know, made it easy for them, let them do it. But right. it's not the right answer. Yep. Right. No. So you're a missionary or an apostor mm-hmm. as a Christian, a sender, a goer, or disobedient. Mm-hmm. And I would even argue that God gifted the church with evangelists because um, they infuse this this thing in the in the church that's needed, sure. and so they're a very important part of the church. But it's not like they're the only ones that are supposed to do it. They're just supposed to maybe teach people how to do it, be an right. example of how to do it, and 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 engage yeah. this excitement and this passion for they, it. Yeah, the they church. encourage yeah. and they and they they inform and they teach the rest of us. It's something that yeah. we get to look at and go, oh, this is what this looks like. We get to see their boldness and we get to see their passion, sure. and it, it and it can and well rub off on us yep. if we spend time around it like it mm-hmm. did with me. Um, I, w- I would say that with like any of the, in the, any of the gifts that have been given pastoring, there are specific people that are called to be pastors. Not everybody, not even the majority, sure. but everybody's called to be pastoral. Right. So they watch us. It's like Paul, you know, follow me as far as I follow Christ. That's what he's saying. He's not saying be an apostle. He's, but he is saying, right. look at what I do and do it. And so like I'll, I'll, all the offices that we have in the church really are think are there for the church to grow sure. and mature mm-hmm. into to benefit yep. from. Yeah, I think a lot of people in the church look at something like evangelism as a corporate activity, right? Which it can be, right? But, but I, th- I think we do that to the detriment of realizing it probably is far more effective as an individual activity versus a corporate kind of a thing. For sure, and that's probably where the seeker movement was born out of is right. kind of this corporate idea of evangelism. Um, but but it takes the onus off of the individual yeah. Christian to go out into the workplace, into their neighborhood, into their families um, with the message of the cross. Yeah, we call them outreaches, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and they're an event, and that event right. is supposed to be the expression of the local churches, wherever that is, um, evangelistic, you know, manifestation. Right. So, but when we do when we do trunk or treat, like we may call it an outreach, but it's, it's not an evangelistic outreach. There's not a moment where we get get on the mic. It's really, everybody gather around. It's really prep. It's really prep work for, for what we're hoping, praying intentionally, um, working towards come, what, what comes out of it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. Hoping that more comes out of it. That's what I think he gets us is about as well. That's that's what it is. But I do think people confuse those things. They think that, um, living well and being a good example is evangelism for the Christian. And, and it's not like lifestyle evangelism. Sure, you know, they'll right. see the way I am. They'll see the hope I have. And then they'll, you know, um, that's, it's an important part of the Christian's witness. Sure. And, you know, if we, if we, if we're jerks and we treat everybody like garbage, you know, we don't tip at a restaurant and they know we're Christians or, you know, whatever it is, that's going to affect our ability to evangelize perhaps. Right. Uh, but it's not the same thing. It's, you know, so the way we live in a small community matters. Um, hopefully people see us as individuals and as a church in a very positive light. And I think this is what they're trying to do through this campaign. Yeah. Um, but at, at the end of the day, the, the goal is to actually make sure that they hear the gospel. And if, right. if, we're, if we're not doing that, we're not evangelizing. Yeah. And I think that would be an encouragement to our people is that what, how, how do we view things like this? Um, you know, as we've talked about, we can look at it and say, okay, there, there are some good things about it. It's probably not what we would do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know, praise God that something is happening that that maybe will draw people to Him, and trusting that God can and will use uh, things that are flawed and imperfect, and, and not the things that we would necessarily do. At the same time, I think you know we should encourage uh, believers everywhere to engage in evangelism one on one with people in your circle. Um, yeah, I think I heard somebody say something once to the effect of, you know, you can you can pray for a hole at the same time you can grab a shovel, yeah. right? The, to engage, you know, mm-hmm. the work that God has put in front of us. 
and just where we've been preaching through Matthew lately, talking about that the, the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. Um, well, God has a plan for who the workers are, and it's not that, that we would sit around and pray for workers, that we would be the workers uh, engaging in the harvest, engaging in the proclamation of the gospel. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts? That's a great a great way to tie it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you guys want to pray? Lord, <laughs> thank you uh, for today. Um, we we do pray that uh, this ad, even though we've just gone through um, our challenges with it and our problems with it, that you would um, somehow produce life and lead people to yourself and to the true gospel uh, through it. So we ask that you would uh, use it. Um, and we thank you, Lord, that we have an opportunity every day um, to share your gospel with somebody uh, around us. And so I pray for uh, boldness on that, that we would all um, have a deep desire while we have time um, to walk in that which you've given us to walk in. And uh, so, yeah, uh, we thank you for this discussion and, and uh, um, just for, for you, uh, that you not only um, like got us, but that you died for us. Like That's just... Um, that's just amazing every single day. Uh, what you came to do um, is, is so important and, uh, and changes lives. Um, so we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Good. Hey, I was thinking a while back, we talked a little bit about the possibility of doing a, 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 like a Saturday workshop um, On to, to do with evangelism. Yeah. And I dropped the ball. Well, I, I think uh-huh. I would just, you know, if that's something that people that are listening would be interested in, um, kind of rattle our cage about that. Because I think a lot of people really do want to engage, but they're not really sure how. And so that might be a practical thing for us to. If we had a, so if we had a Saturday workshop, yeah, would you be interested? Yeah, let us know. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.